0: Last time you have to hear me. <laughs> all right, so our first session was we must love God above all, right? And then we must love God with all. And right now we're going to talk about we must have the love of God for all. All right, so I am going to say a word and then I want you to tell me what the other part is. So if I said peanut butter, you would say, Good. If I say coffee, you'd say. Okay, that's fine. I would say donuts, but you know. Um, If I said cookies, you would say. Yeah, me too. Um, If I said bacon, you'd say. If I said a horse, you'd say. Y'all are from Iowa. I was thinking carriage, a horse and carriage, but that works too. Okay. Uh, If I said salt, you'd say. There we go. If I said macaroni, you'd say cheese. If I said bees, you'd say honey. Good job. If I said burger, you'd say yes. If I said meat, you'd say Cheers. yes, because we are from Iowa. And if I if I said Iowa, you would say okay. Who would say Hawkeyes? so whatever (laughs) all right I promise that wasn't just for fun but it was fun Uh, so basically what we've been talking about is having this right relationship with our Lord right and loving him with all of our heart soul mind and strength but we have this problem there's really two sides of the same coin we can't say that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength if we don't love our neighbor as ourselves. It goes together. And I think so many times as women we say, yes, I do. I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, but I do not love her. But you can't have it both ways. Really, if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, then really you don't love your Lord. And that's kind of the brutal reality of it. It's two sides of the same coin. It's like having only a peanut butter sandwich with no jelly. Now maybe some of you can do that, but it has to be peanut butter and jelly. First of all, if I'm gonna have a PB&J. It can't just be a jelly sandwich. It has to be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so that is what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about uh, six different neighbors That we have. Six different neighbors. And our first neighbor, and a neighbor is those that are near or close to us, okay? And um, the first neighbor we're going to talk about is the man. The man. And if I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, then I have to love the man as myself. Now, some of you might be like, Sister, I am single, so I do not have to listen to this part. Do you want to be married someday? Then listen to this part. Okay, so listen to it. Uh, Have you seen those those couples? Maybe every church at least has to have one of them, right? They're that cute, mushy little couple. You know, they've been married for 50-some years. They make me sick. (laughs) My sister married um, Derek Phillips, and uh, his parents, Ron and Amy Phillips, if you know them, um, they, they really were one of those couples. He adored her, and she adored him. It was very, very sweet. Your children, my children, our grandchildren, their friends, our church family, our community, they will notice if we love our man like ourselves. So, how do I love him like myself? I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we have to submit to him. You knew I was going to say it, so let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. Rip the band-aid off. Write it down. Submit to him. Now, I have some good news, okay? Um, before Paul said, for wives to submit to their husbands, you can circle this. You can tell your husband, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. In um, Ephesians 5.21, it actually says, submitting yourselves to one another, okay? So, th- actually, both of us are supposed to submit to one another, right? But there are so many times that I fail at this. But if I love Dave like I love myself, I will submit to him. Um, I will put his interest before mine. When I was first married, I thought, that won't work because he's never going to think about my interest. So why should I think about his? You know, sometimes we can get all upset because um, we're fighting over a restaurant choice for Pete's sakes. We won't give him that. Just find something new on the menu and try it already, okay? So we are to put his interests before ours. Uh, We are to serve him. Elizabeth George, one of her three things you're supposed to ask your husband every day is, What can I do for him today? He'll probably fall over and die the first time you say it to him. (laughs) Because we get sidetracked. We get sidetracked with many other things. But that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to serve him. We're supposed to listen to him. By the way, if your husband starts talking, stop talking. I have a problem with this, because I'm a talker. (laughs) So when Dave starts talking, I want to interrupt him. Oh, no, let me tell the story oh no let me blah 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 blah. and I want him to actually talk to me that's what I really want but yet I interrupt him and I cut him off and I add to the story I want to stop and listen to the man he is talking so listen to him I can love him like myself by being gentle with my words Uh, sometimes it's best to use some humor and so sometimes what I'll say to Dave is I'll start, blah, 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 And I'll be like, okay, scratch that from the record. Let me try that again. And I'll try to rephrase it again. If I love him like myself, I will respond positively to his ideas. Remember my shotgun? I still don't know the sound to make. There you go. All right, good job. Respond positively. I... Um, He, again, will fall over and die (laughs) if you respond positively to him. Thank him. Thank him. I think so many times we are just like a sergeant. We're a general. Take out the trash. Take care of the kids. Mow the yard. Blah, blah, blah. We never take the time to just say thank you. Thank you for what you do for me and for our family. Speak highly of him. Speak highly of him, especially if you do this in public, especially if you do it in front of another man. It's like your husband grows, like, whoa, I didn't even know she thought that way about me. And he'll bring it up about five more times, it'll drive you crazy, but you should, you should do that, you should do that. Pray specifically, pray specifically. We can't change him. we sure try hard. I have doesn't work very well but the Holy Spirit and God Almighty he can change him he can change his heart and my final one is say yes more than no Uh, say yes more than no I don't know why we get so no 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 maybe because we say to our kids all day I don't know what it is but we tend to even say no to them and in a certain room in our house, sometimes we say no to them. Okay. Um, a book to read that I really love, and I will tell you right now, it will beat you up. It will beat you up, and I didn't like it very much for quite a while, but love and respect. It's a—it's just a great book. It's, if you can just keep reading, keep trying, but it's good. I mean, he doesn't pull any punches with us women. He's pretty hardcore on us, and it's it's good to hear. It's good to be reminded of um, that our husbands need to have that respect given to them. Our number two neighbor is our children, our grandchildren. How many of you are moms out here? Hey, way to go. How many of you are grandmas? And how many of you are great grandmas? And y'all just sinned because you're all very prideful because you all are grand, great grandmas. <laughs> Actually, it's great that in the Bible, God refers to a, um, Timothy's mother, Eunice, right? And his uh, grandmother, Lois, and how he really used these two women. I mean, they are really called out of scripture and said that they helped train Timothy. And that is something that we have a great privilege of doing. Uh, if you do not have kids, you are not off the hook for this section, no, no. Um, There are all kinds of adopted kids in your community or in your churches. Um, My kids have tons of adopted grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, friends. Um, You'll make great friends with their parents (laughs) because I love it when other people are investing into my kids. It's truly, truly a gift. Um, Hillary Clinton did get one thing right. It really does kind of take a community. And if the church body, that community, invests into our kids, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. They need more than us speaking truth into their lives. So how do I love them like I love myself? How do I love my kids or my grandkids or these other kids in my church or my community like myself? I speak highly of them. I build them up. And it's not so much about what they can do. I think that we're kind of in that, um, that culture where, you know, we're looking to gratify them, and self-esteem, and blah, blah, blah. And it's based on their performance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about their character. You might be like, you do not know my kid. Well, then you better find one character quality that you can really build them up in. Because they're there. And I think sometimes we can be really negative on them. So speak highly of them. They will, want to, they will want to grow in that. They really will. They'll want to attain that more if you build them up in that way. And by the way, speaking negatively of teenagers does not make them better teenagers. Just to FYI. Okay. Uh, respond kindly to them. No shotguns. Okay? <laughs> uh, I, I'm reminded of this because... Um, Oh, i I'm sorry I need to keep going be compassionate that was the one I want to talk about be compassionate to them um, so my kids all go to public high, public school and uh, and uh, it can it can really play a war in my head when I start to really think about the different things that they're faced with every single day and so I really like going to their parent teacher conferences I like looking at that teacher and telling them that I pray for them I get all kinds of mixed responses from them about that mostly good though and I it's good for me like I just we just had meet the teacher night you know and you walk around the building you meet the teachers and it was good for me to walk through my kids shoes because I um, I can get a picture of maybe some of the temptations as I looked around and what some of those girls were wearing God forbid Um, my my boys are in a war field, they're in a, they're in a mine field, okay, every day in public school for sure, and just in our world in general. And uh, I probably need to be more compassionate because all day long, they've been, even if that's the only thing they've been saying no to all day is I will keep my eyes on the right kinds of things all day long, that's exhausting, right, to live and fight that battle of purity every day, all day, throughout the day. And then you add on top of that all the pressures of sports and school and blah, 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 and choosing the right things and living for God and being that beacon of light in their school. And so maybe I need to be a little more compassionate to them. That's how I can love them like myself because I'd really like them to be compassionate towards me, right? Serve them. Boys love food. Okay, so this is one of my tricks to the trade. Um, If my boys have had, you know, we've had some kind of little scuffle about something, I love to serve them either, you know, dinner that night or a lot of times just a snack. I can bring it quietly and humbly to their homework place and walk away. But it does good things. Serving them is a big deal. It speaks to them. It tells them that I love them more than I love myself. Um, spend time with them and I'm actually gonna speak to you grandma's a little bit on this I mean obviously we as parents need to spend individual time with our kids as well but do you know what my mom did the day the day before she died was she taught my niece how to make her famous strawberry pie and so Allie has that great memory of grandma and um, a lot of you grandmas out there could could do that you know you could invest in your in your uh, grandchildren through helping them learn a new skill or a new thing or even just taking them out for lunch and individually investing into them they'll always take food I promise they'll always take food pop pop they like pop Um, those are all good things and just investing into them for eternity's sake they need that they need those special memories and those special times with you Invest eternally in them. Be courteous to them. Again, we tend to become slave drivers in our homes, right? Clean your room. Do the dishes. Do your homework. And we never, you know, we expect them to say please and thank you. And we hardly say it to them. Pray for them every day. Specifically commit to doing this. The list will probably get longer and longer and longer, it has for me. But specifically pray for them. If you do not like that ugly wart of a character trait that they have going on, then start praying about it and let God work on their hearts. Uh, this is a big one for me, don't assume the worst. Don't assume the worst. I'll tell you the classic story, so I'm glad the Lord reminded me of this. So. A couple of Sundays ago, we're sitting, I was sitting in the choir loft, right? And so my daughter, um, you know, came in late to Sunday morning service. And I was like, she is going to hear about that. You do not come in late, prance all the way down to the front of the auditorium. It's like, oh, my word. And then she turns around and gives the elderly lady behind her a bulletin. I was like, oh. And the lady next to me, sitting next to me, she was like, oh. And I was like, man, I'm a horrible mom. <laughs> I just assumed that she was yakety yakking out there with her friends. She wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. No, she got asked to go get the lady a bulletin. She got the lady the bulletin. It's a good thing I saw her give the bulletin, or I would have been like, <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> Think positively. Find one thing and be positive about those poor kiddos. Um, These are a few books, and they were mentioned in your book thing for the bookstore, but uh, I love Six Ways to Keep the Little in Your Girl and Six Ways to Keep the Good in Your Boy. It's by Dana Gresh, and they're excellent, just full of really practical stuff, so I would highly recommend those. And then my favorite book right now, my favorite parenting book is Mother and Son, The Respect Effect. Um, He's the same author of Love and Respect, and it is great. Great. I only had a sister growing up, so this whole guy-boy thing was like over my head. I did not get it. And so it has been really, really good, really, really good. So I would highly recommend that book. Uh, Number three neighbor is our friend. Proverbs 18, 24 says, A man that hath friends must show, there's the action, himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So how do I love my friend like myself? I Send them a note. I have a stash of cards, actually, um, from my mom. My mom's passing, and someday when I have enough emotional stamina, (laughs) I'm going to read back through those. I've just left them in a pile. I read them. Don't worry, I read them. Um, But when you get a note from a friend, you know more than they just signed their name at the bottom of the card. When you get a real few lines, um, I'll. I just saw her, so I'll say it. Lori Buckley, old Lori Buckley, Lori Tevenkamp, sorry. Uh, we go way back. She, she just, and many of you did in here send me a card for my mom, but she, she just said some real words. Of, they were just that healing touch, right? And that is what a friend shows, that they really love you more than themselves when they take the time to write that note. A text, a text can brighten your day. I'm really blessed because there's a lot of ladies in my church that just randomly text me, You can be a sweet, sweet blessing to your pastor's wife or to your friend to send them just a wonderful text, not a to-do text. Don't send them one of those. Send them just a nice text, you know, with the goofy faces or the GIFs or whatever you call those things. Um, uh, you know, just things like that that can just really brighten your day. It didn't cost you anything. didn't really take you much time. I love you, smiley face sent. That was hard, man. That took me a long time. Um, send him a card of encouragement. You know that good old-fashioned, you go to the store, you buy a card... Right in it. Sometimes they're handmade. You know, they even say usually sent with love. Okay, um, those are great. Um, spend time with them. You be the one to set it up. I have a couple of friends in this one as well that I'm really blessed. That she just she just texts me. I need we need to have lunch. Let's have lunch. Praise praise the Lord. She doesn't wait for me to text her. It's not that I don't want to. Every time we she recommends it, we do it. But she's just a good friend to me because I, she just says, you know what, i really like to, so let's do it. And that's great. So don't wait for your friend to text you, text her. Okay, that's how you show her that you love her more than yourself. Um, a small gift is always nice. Uh, I have this uh, great friend in our church, and her name is Helen, and she calls me the gem of the ministry. Get it? Jen, gem. I didn't get it at first. I was kind of clueless. Um, but she, she knows that I like bracelets, so she'll pick up random bracelets and just for no good reason leave it on my desk or give it to me at church. And it's really sweet. It's really sweet. She is showing me that she loves me more than herself. Pray daily for them. Give them a hug or don't give them a hug. <laughs> I have another friend. Her name is Trish. She likes a fist bump, and that is okay. Um, I think I'm wearing her down, though, because I'm a huge hugger, so (laughs) I hope I can make a hugger out of her. But, uh, you know, some of our older congregation, uh, yeah, our older congregation who don't have any physical contact from people, you know, they're just shut in or they're in the nursing home, man, when you hug them, don't you get the most amazing hug back? I mean, they're just, it it just feels so good. Uh, For example, the very first day of this, I was praying with uh, Sandy Capon. And we got done praying. She's, you know, she's sandy. She's so sweet. And she gives me a hug. I, it, it felt like my mom hugged me. It was the sweetest thing ever. And it made me cry, and I was falling apart. But um, that's, that's caring for your friend. That's showing that you love them. Ask to do something for her. Or go even a step far, farther and just do it for her. Um, this was my mom. This was the blessing she was to me. Because she didn't wait for me to say, do this. She just did it. That's awesome. You call first. You make them feel really special. Oh, I have to tell you about um, my other friend, Jen Meng. Do you have a friend, one of those friends that's like, I can't even hardly get a word back out. Like, she is just constantly just showering me. Oh. Just, and she just compliments me and compliments me and I'm sitting there going I gotta think of something, I gotta think of something really quick it's not that I don't want to she's just, she's just pouring on the love and encouragement what a blessing she is to me and I, I just love her and she's showing me that she loves me more than herself do something um, okay so this one is, this one has hit close to home for me because I was this person when a person is grieving and you say to them hey give me a call if you need something we've all said it right we've all said it and it's really meant from a good place it really is because you do really care about them but maybe instead of saying that just call them (laughs) you know just call them because it is really hard to pick up that phone for whatever reason but it can be So instead of maybe saying, call me if you need something, just you call. Does that make sense? So do that for your friend. It would be a great encouragement to her. All right, number four neighbor is our church family. And there is nothing like a church family. In fact, sometimes people even tell me that it's better than their personal family. (laughs) Because they don't remember all the past and all the junk, right? Right? They don't remember when you were a teenager and you said something stupid, you know, that you shouldn't have said or whatever. Oh, I kind of just put down teenagers. Sorry, teenagers. Um, How do I love my church family like myself? Be at church, okay? I went over this before. Be at church. If you want to feel a part of a church family, come. Come to all the crazy stuff. Come to the daily stuff. Be around. You will feel very much a part of the church family. Of course, if you're sticking around too long, they might ask you to do something, so just just so you know. Um, Offer to serve at church. (laughs) I love volunteers. Oh, so great. I hate asking people to do stuff. It is the worst. Especially when I was a brand new pastor's wife in a brand new church where I knew nobody. I didn't know she didn't know how to make brownies. I didn't know that that was really not her thing. But It wasn't her thing. So when I got the brownies, nobody wanted to eat the brownies. I'm just making that up. I don't know. But every um, volunteer to do something that you're good at. You know, volunteer to help out. Uh, And I'll take it a little step further. How many of you are nursery coordinators at your church? God bless you. God bless you. I am in that camp, okay? So I make out the nursery sheet please go volunteer to those one right am I not right okay good um, one service okay one service fair minimum okay I have to when when there's not enough in my size church I'm in the nursery then which I'm I'm good with doing that I really am God has helped me in that because I wasn't always good at that um, but as my kids have gotten older, it's actually a lot of fun to be in there now. And um, so that has helped my attitude and my spirit. But volunteer. You will be a huge blessing to those nursery coordinators. And you all can pay me later, okay? okay. Um, give of your time, your money, your talents. Pray for your church family and your pastors. They need your prayer. They really do. I need it. And I, I love it when my church family tells, tells us that they're praying for us. Make meals for them. Um, that is a huge one. Go to church wanting to give and not just receive. We are in a consumer kind of world. What is the church going to do for me? Well, what did you do for God all week to bring you to church to give something back to the Lord? Because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's kind of like bringing your burnt offering of worshiping God all week and serving him faithfully and bringing it in praise to the Lord on Sunday. So you're, you're offering that up to the Lord. Do without expecting anything in return. That one is for me. Because it's, I love doing it. But sometimes all I say I want is a thank you. Maybe I want a little more than that. <laughs> I want a pat on the back, I guess. But we're supposed to do without expecting anything in return, which is really challenging. It can be. Number five, neighbor, is our unsaved friends. Unsaved friends. How do I love those around me who do not have a relationship with Christ like myself? I keep inviting them to church and church activities. Don't stop doing it. Be that annoying person, okay, who asks them to every special service that's known to mankind at your church or activity, and um, sweeten the deal with food, I guess that's what I'm on right now, I keep talking about food, but um, maybe sweeten it by saying, come over for dinner, you guys can come over for dinner afterwards, or we'll go out for dinner afterwards, or we'll have dessert afterwards, Um, after our Christmas program, I know several in our church then take those friends and have them go over for dessert at their house afterwards, it's a great idea, and it's not that hard, really, and so, but Keep inviting. Keep being faithful to the Lord in that thing. And um, invite them. Talk to them often. Um, If you want to have a relationship with them, you actually have to talk to them. You have to see the things that they're interested in. So Facebook is a great way of stalking them and finding out what's going on in their lives. And then, when you like their things and you say nice things about their kids or grandchildren or whatever, that's building that relationship with them. And that's what you want to do. Um, maybe do something special for them at Christmas. Christmas is coming, and Christmas is an easy, real easy opportunity to um, tell about Christ. It really, really is. So be creative. You're, there's lots of creative people in here, you can be creative. And find a way of telling them about Christ volunteer to do something for them or my favorite volunteer my husband to do something for them (laughs) so like uh, when you do though when you offer to do something for somebody that doesn't know Christ they are blown away or go and see them in the hospital if they're in the hospital, or make cookies for them, or anything like that. All of those things show that you care. It's putting action behind it. It speaks more clearly to them. Pray for them and tell them that you are praying for them. So I have a list of some couples that are friends of my kids who we've become friends with as we've been there longer. And the one lady cuts my hair, and so we've had... I've told her about Christ many times. We've had some really great conversations. And I've invited her, but nothing's happened, you know, whatever. And she heard what happened to my mom, and it it really blew her away. And so we've had some good interaction about that. But um, I would tell her that I prayed for her, you know. But it's kind of like on Facebook sometimes when people are like, pray for me, and they're like praying. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I think that's good, and hopefully you do pray right away. But I, I felt like I needed to, like, prove it to her or something. Uh, I, it was just a pricking of the Holy Spirit in my heart. And so I ran to my van and I grabbed my prayer notebook and I brought it in and I was like see, it says Michelle and Britt, right here. Because I didn't want her to think like, oh yeah, even unsaved people pray for other unsaved people, okay. I wanted to like almost prove it to her that I care about you, I pray for you on a daily basis and I pray that you will come to know Christ as your personal savior. Um, tell them your story you know God gave a salvation story to each and every one of us who know him as our Savior and so we should tell them our story that's why he gave it to us in some ways so we would have a story to tell as well so tell them your story if you love them and this is where it always gets really prickly in my heart if you love them you will tell them you will tell them it is worth it to tell them all right number six my last one and i'm actually i just added this part late and um so here we go your next and final neighbor is your enemy and somebody's somebody's face or name just crossed your mind (laughs) oh come on that was kind of funny um it might not be an actual enemy. It's just like at different times, your child might be your enemy or your relative or your neighbor. It, it kind of floats around, okay? But in Matthew 5, it says, but I say unto you, here it is, you ready? This is kind of like drop drop the mic Jesus here. He says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which you spitefully use you and persecute you you're like yes they do they do it is commanded it's actually commanded there he says love your enemies there's no ifs ands, buts about it right do you see the next phrase though the next phrase that i read was bless them that curse you what are you kidding me They're my enemy today. I do not like them at all. They're my enemy. It says that we're supposed to bless them. And then it's like Christ is on a roll here, so he's just going to keep on going. He says, he goes a step further and he says, do good to them that hate you. It's almost like Christ says, I know, I know they hate you. Okay, I get it. I get it. They hate you. So he didn't just say do good to them. That was it. He was like, I know. Do good to them that hate you. I know they hate you. And then he finishes off, he says, pray for them. (laughs) It's like he just, each level, he just levels it up, right? One on top of the other. And each level takes more work and more effort. It's like, I can love them from here. Okay, I might bless them, I might do something, oh my word, now I have to pray for them. It's like, just keeps leveling it up. So how do I love my enemy like myself? I remember that I was an enemy of God. I was an enemy with God. And he still loved me. Remember the steps. Love them, bless them, do good to them, and pray for them. Somebody said this a long time ago, I don't even know who it was, but they're like, it's really hard to pray for someone and not have your attitude be changed about them. Ask for help of the Holy Spirit. We're going to need some help. And then this last one is a really low blow. I'm really sorry, but it's one for me too. If you have a problem with someone, realize that You are the problem. When there is a problem between me and my spouse, or me and that relative, or me and that neighbor, or me and my children, whatever it is, I'm the problem. You might say, well, I might be 10% of the problem, but they're like 90% of the problem. But you're still part of the problem. Philippians 2.3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So this one wasn't so fun. I'm sorry to kind of end on this one. But go through these six and just mark one or two. Don't overdo yourself. Mark one or two that you're going to say, I'm going to commit to the Lord that I'm going to love as myself. And just mark a couple of those. So, we have to have both sides of the coin. We have to have love for God and love for others. It has to be both ways. It can't just be one side of the coin. It can't be the peanut butter without the jelly. So, in conclusion, help me out here. We must love God above all, we must love God with all, and we must have the love of God for all. Let's pray.